All right. Hey, everyone. Happy to see you uh, joining us for this uh, interview series uh, today. Uh, so as you remember, I'm Anna Boldekova. I'm CEO and the co-founder at Meander, uh, which is a global mentorship platform with amazing mentors from Google, Meta, uh, Amazon, LinkedIn, and many other amazing companies helping tech professionals to grow in their careers. And I'm really privileged to do this uh, interview series with amazing thought leaders, uh, amazing professionals talking about the future of careers, career transitions, nonlinear careers, uh, and just helping us to uh, prepare for this future of careers and work. And I'm super lucky today to be joined by Lara Harrison. Lara, hello. Hi, everyone. Uh, so we, uh, Lara and I actually worked together um, way back at Meta, and uh, uh, Lara was such an inspirational uh, person to me because she transitioned uh, from product marketing to product management uh, after, I think, over a de decade uh, in product marketing, right? Yes, correct, yeah. Uh, and then made uh, such an amazing progression as a product leader and grew to, to be a product ma management lead at Meta. So today we'll be talking about product marketing versus product management. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about career transitions as well, especially when you are at the more senior levels. And also we'll cover the future of those two paths, uh, especially in the light of Brian Chesky's announcement about merging the PM and PMM functions. So really excited to hear your thoughts on this, Laura. Cool. Yeah, awesome. really looking forward to the conversation. Uh, yeah, before we start, uh, so our viewers, we are happy to, to see you today. So please uh, share in comments uh, what is your profession. So I'm really curious to see uh, if you'll have more product marketeers watching us or product managers, or maybe you're a founder, that's also fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just share, share your profession uh, because it's really interesting to see uh, who you are uh, and then um, it will make our conversation more interesting. Cool. So as we are waiting for people to share their professions and comments, Laura, maybe you could give like a two minute intro about yourself. Yeah, totally. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm Lara. Um, I work at Meta. I'm the PM lead for Workplace from Meta, which is a product a bit like Facebook for companies to use internally. So it's got it's a set of business communication tools. It's got things like chat, newsfeed, uh, group posts. Um, it's actually the product that Anna and I used to work on together a long time ago. Um, I since moved into product management um, and then ended up back on, on the same product. Um, I've been at Meta for coming up to seven years. Um, I spent the first part of my career there in product marketing. I started out on Workplace and then converted into product management. I was going back to Workplace immediately and then uh, going into the security space for a year and then ultimately returning. Um, prior to Meta, I spent about 10 years at Microsoft. Um, I worked through all that time in, in product marketing. I worked uh, on their Skype products, um, developing new apps um, in emerging markets and also working on uh, Skype for iOS and Android. And I also worked in their Office 365 team and their UK subsidiary, which is where I started on their graduate program. It's a quick, quick rundown of my career. Amazing. Such an impressive journey. And I'm looking actually that uh, among our viewers, PMs are currently winning. Uh, so we have a number of product managers. Um, we have uh, one PMM, uh, one and proud, uh, and one founder. 
so hopefully we'll have some insights as well um, and a number of um, uh, QA actually, which is really exciting. So maybe also considering a career switch. So awesome, uh, quite a diverse audience today. Uh, so Lara, actually I mentioned this in my intro. Um, I think this is uh, uh, interesting conversation happened uh, between Brian Chesky and um, um, uh, and a co-founder of Figma. Uh, so essentially discussing this uh, differences between PMM and PM. And then Brian famously announcing that uh, all product managers at Airbnb uh, would become product marketing managers. So what are your thoughts on that? I think that's not the first example in the industry. I think Apple uh, is doing kind of the same. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this yeah announcement? yeah totally so i think i think it's really interesting i think it's i think it, it it plays to a number of areas i think the first one is i think the announcement was made as a, a design conference and so i think and i think the ceo of um of airbnb i think originally started out his career in design and so yeah. i think the from what i understand about the announcement i think it's as much about <laughs> sorry my dog it's much about bringing uh, designed to the fore in product decision making as, as much as it is thinking about the functions of product marketing and product management. I think it also plays to the fact that product marketing can and product management can be so different in different companies and mean different things. I think the particularly around the areas of understanding the customer insights, understanding the market, the com um, competitive analysis that gets done um, in that early stage of product development, I think is in some companies done very much by product marketing, in others it's product management. And product marketing is seen as more of a go-to-market function and um, he work more closely with external marketing teams and PR. So I think it plays to like the role is, the, the roles are not clearly defined the same mm -hmm. in every company, they're quite different. Um, and so I, I guess from, from their point of view, I think it, it really brings more of a product center that's more maybe um, market focused very much in customer insights in, in competitive analysis and brings a very much a design led thought process into product decision making. Um, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong way of doing it. I think it really depends mm -hmm. on the outcomes that companies are looking to drive. Super interesting. Uh, thinking about the future of product management and product marketing, like in the future, do you see those role converging more or actually diverging? Like thinking about maybe like a five-year timeline, uh, do you yeah. do you imagine a world where companies would have just one function, or would they become so different that you would actually need to specialize in one? Yeah, I think it depends on the product that's being built. I think if you have a product, so like if I take my example at Meta, our products are deeply technical, and I think having a product management function that can really bridge. Um, the, the, um, the the position between commercial teams, the more um, typical, I would say, because it's my experience, the typical product marketing function that's around customer insights and go to market and bridge that into the engineering discussions. I think there's a real strength in, in that role being there um, and being able to be sort of the steward of good decision making um, and taking on insights from lots of different sources. I think that's very unique to product management as a function. I think it creates a very healthy tension where you have a strong product marketing leader in the same area or in the same team who's then bringing very uh, uh, interesting, strong perspectives of this is what the customers are asking for in the market. These are the trends that we're seeing. This is what competitors are doing. 
um, to really help build out a healthy strategy that's got a well-rounded perspective, both in terms of strong product opinion and technical understanding, mixed with a very strong layer of, of what's happening externally. So I think um, I think where you've got a deep technical product, I think it makes sense to keep the two functions separate. I think in a world where um, maybe the, the the level of technical expertise is lighter and and the product is more purely sort of customer focused, I could see a world where they become closer together and maybe as is the case with Airbnb, sort of solidify with one function and um, taking the lead. Yeah, makes sense. You actually touched on a very interesting topic that I actually. Uh was asked quite a lot when I was a PM about the technical background. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you expect a product manager to have some technical background or any insight into, you know, into technology or it's not completely necessary? So this is interesting for me because this was the, probably the reason why I stayed in product marketing for as long as I did. Um, I had... I had always had an interest in product management as an area um, to move my career into. And my biggest concern was that I haven't done a computer science degree. I don't have a deep level of technical understanding. I'm in a very technical space at Meta um, and worried that I would not be able to be a strong product leader where we have um, where we have a lot of engineering decisions that need to be made. And because I don't have that expertise, I, when I was going through my interview process for the role, I had um, a number of product leaders who were mentoring me at the time, and they all assured me that it was fine, it didn't matter, and that I was going to bring other strengths, which um, I, to be honest, was I felt flattered, but didn't really agree. I, I felt like it was going to continue to be a, a major weakness in role, and I thought it was going to, I'd be penalised for it through my interview process. I think that um, actually, in reality, um, I think that having having a deep technical expertise in some areas, I think, is really critical. I think in areas like I, I previously worked in the areas of security, uh, integrity, machine learning and AI, having technical understanding in those areas, I think, is hugely beneficial as a PM. I think in areas which are more sort of um, end user facing or customer facing, I think coming in with a perspective of understanding the market, understanding customers. I, I did a business degree coming from that background, I think provides an, another set of skills in PMs, which I think is also valuable. I think in an ideal world, you'd have both, but I think it's rare to find mm -hmm. people with, with both sets of experiences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, as a, as a product manager who worked with machine learning products, but then don't have any technical background, <laughs> and this coming <laughs> from the journalistic background, I could not agree more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so before we jump into your transition, uh, let's maybe define more specifically uh, what is the skill set that you expect a PM should have? And similarly, uh, what kind of skill set you would expect from a PMM? And where do they overlap? And where do they you know, bring their own unique strengths to the table? Yeah. So I think, um, I think the first area, and I think this is the area which often overlaps, is really being able to form a comprehensive product strategy. And that means not at sort of the base level of necessarily going through like feature by feature, this is how it's gonna be built. I mean, more the concept, concept of being able to identify uh, an opportunity in the market, have understand the direction of a company or a product, being able to connect the direction that your product or company is going to an opportunity understand who the users are or might, who the users might be um, of 
um, or sorry, who the segments are for that opportunity, being able to understand their needs, being able to identify who therefore your users might be and being able to form compelling solutions to solve their problems. I think that going through sort of that structured product strategy approach, I think is what makes solid PMs. I also think the same skill set exists on the product marketing side. Um, I think more from the lens of sort of market analysis and understanding uh, competitors, customers and the company that you're in. Um, I then think for a PM, I think it does extend further than it would do in product marketing into being able to really develop a strong solution. Um, so being able to come up with like these are different ways that you could conceptually form a product solution. Um, so being able to do things like very quick wireframing, whiteboarding, I think is a whole skill set in and of itself. And um, <laughs> PM of being able to quickly draw out what your ideas are. Um, and I and then I think it sort of bridges down into thinking about products which are which are then in market. So being able to uh, build a product, identify what are the key success metrics for that product, being able to uh, work closely with uh, data scientists if if they're in your team to articulate like this is why we are focused on this particular area of success. And being able to then work with your team around those metrics and set a very strong sort of vision for this is how we're going to move forward over a period of time. This is how we're going to set guardrails. These are the risks. This is the ways we could be gaming metrics. So having a strong sort of metric mindset of, of what makes a good product and being able to, to, to drive actionable change in an engineering team through that. I think so. I think that's I think that's PM. I think there's also a bunch of soft skills around being a strong leader, being able to inspire a team, um, being able to uh, learn from your mistakes. Uh, I think like mm -hmm. understand failure quickly, know when you're failing, make change, be adaptable. I think being humble is really important. So I think that's probably the skill set that makes a strong PM. I think on the product mm -hmm. marketing side, I think the um, the difference really, I think you, you share that kind of product strategy piece up front. And then I think a good product marketing manager can really stretch into um, the sort of first mile of the go-to-market strategy. So being able to articulate clearly who the target customer is from the point of view of being able to target a set of customers, being able to write a solid value, value proposition uh, for different, different segments that you're targeting within your target customer base. And then being able to, um, to to take that forward into like how would you how would you pitch that product um, from all aspects of marketing? So how would you talk about it in a PR lens? How would you create a marketing campaign around it? Um, how would you articulate it to an existing customer? Um, so being able to sort of take that forward. In my experience of product marketing, I've always worked with um, marketing specialists of e across mm -hmm. each of those functions. But I know in some smaller companies, product marketing also expands into things like digital marketing and um, lead generation and, and so on. Um, and so I, so I think some, some practical experience in those skill sets is also really beneficial. Makes sense. Yeah, great overview of those two roles. Uh, and I think in general, um, there are a lot of areas where a PM and a PMM would work closely together uh, because I think at the end of the day, it's all about what kind of value we deliver and to what, what customer. So exactly. before we talk about product management, uh, let's maybe cover uh, the beginnings of the journey. Uh, so what attracted you about product marketing? How did you start a journey as a product marketeer? Yeah, so I, I'll give you the honest answer. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> actually know it was a function. Um, and I, 
Um, I did I did a so I did a business degree and uh, my third year at university was to go out and spend a year in industry and so I went and worked um, for Microsoft actually in uh, advertising account management which was fascinating I then came back and did their applied for their graduate program and they offered me two roles one was a sales role and one was in a thing called product marketing um, <laughs> and uh I, I um, having had some sales experience that just doesn't really quite match with my skill set. I wanted, I prefer sort of the more of the strategy side um, of the of the sales role that I was in, and so thought actually being in product marketing is probably a better fit. And so I ended up working in product marketing uh, at Microsoft in their UK subsidiary, working on um, Office, which at the time was sold in boxes where you would buy CDs. And then when I worked there, it converted into Office 365 and, and obviously became cloud-based. Um, so it's quite a journey. I think the, um, yeah, so I, I'd never really, I'd never really considered it as a career, but felt that the strategy side of product marketing was something really attracted me to the role. And interestingly, although I say it's product marketing, because it's how I would define the role now, that role at Microsoft was actually titled product manager which I think is a fascinating uh, example of how the, the roles can be used quite interchangeably depending on the context oh, of the company. Yeah, makes sense. And when did you start thinking about the transition to product management? Yeah, I think, well, uh, interestingly, I remember doing a, in that role at, at Microsoft, my first role on their graduate scheme, about a year or 18 months into the role, we were working on career development plans and I remember sitting down with my boss at the time and saying, we, we worked out, mapped out, sorry, um, all of the different attributes of a role that I was looking for. And what I effectively had described as the product management function of getting more <laughs> into the heart of how products are built, being in like, the actual product decision making, working with uh, engineers and designers who were building. Interestingly, at the time, because I was working in a, um, a subsidiary role at Microsoft, the roles like that were very much focused on driving revenue for the for the subsidiary and not in the actual function of building products mm. and so the view was if you want to go and do that role you're probably going to need to move to the US to get closer to where products oh, wow. are built um, so it never really materialized and it wasn't I, I don't think we ever labeled it as product management it was more like go in the direction of product development um, that that exercise led me to go to Skype. Um, where, so Skype were acquired by Microsoft and I moved across um, shortly afterwards in product marketing. But interestingly, that was a global product marketing role. And so I was put into a product team as a product marketing manager um, in the more traditional sense. So I was then working directly with a PM and was always fascinated by the role. I thought the accountability around the decision-making, the like being able to make a decision, assess whether it's the right path or not forward, uh, being able to make extreme trade-offs with engineering decisions, design decisions, um, I thought was fascinating, but I thought I didn't have the skill set for it because of my technical gap. And so that led me to, I moved to Meta in product marketing and um, throughout my time at Meta, always, and I know you'll know this, always was drawn more to the strategy side of, of um, product marketing and always really wanted to, to be more involved in how things were built and was less interested in the go-to-market um, side of, of the role. And um, it came down to the, the actual reason that made me convert was there was a restructure at work and I uh, couldn't quite see the right path forward. And someone suggested mm -hmm. wouldn't now be a good time to consider product management. And at the time I had a sponsor 
um, from a senior director in the company who said, I think you'd be really good at it. And I feel like that was the push that I needed. Mm. And then I think I also at the time had a few mentors that were also PM managers who said, you won't need the technical skill set that you think you do. Um, so yeah, so it, it suddenly sort of things slotted into place. But I think in hindsight, I think I'd wanted to move into the role a lot earlier and really just hadn't had quite the confidence to make the switch. And I mm -hmm. wish that I had done it sooner. Yeah, that's amazing uh, that you had the opportunity and also your support network all coming along. Yeah. Uh, so having the right people yeah. around you to encourage and uh, to inspire this transition. Uh, that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Start the line. Uh, actually, on that, like, how do you build such such a support network? Like, how uh, how do you find people who give you advice and uh, who support you in your career? Yeah. So I've found I've always done two things. I think one is really basic. I've, I was told early on in my career by a manager that it's critical to have a mentor. Like it was seen as a non-negotiable. Like you should always have um, a mentor that can mentor you in your job. And you should also try and find a sponsor who can lobby for you and sort of lobby for your career progression, um, who maybe is in a more senior position further away from your day to day work. And um, I took it very literally. So every half mm -hmm. at work, I always be like, right, who's my mentor going to be? And who's my sponsor? And mm -hmm. um, would, with the support at the time of the same manager, would go just go and ask people and um, would go to them very much as like, this is why I think um, I would love to hear your advice. I would go with a like, these are some specific things I want to work on. I'd always go with a time box to like, can, can I just do maybe three sessions with you? Or if I was really unsure, I'd say, can we just do one session? I just want to pick your brains. And often it would lead on to a relationship that would start from there. So I think the first way was being very um, quite formulaic about it and quite structured. The second, the second thing I've always done is there's definitely been certain people that I've worked with through my career who I've really clicked with. Um, and people who have been same level as me or people that have been more senior. And I think there's then been, I feel like I've, I've almost subconsciously built a um, like mutual network of, of people, of, of colleagues who where we're always willing to give each other advice, people who I trust um, to, to save, ask like questions as a sounding board um, to get advice from. And I think those people have been really helpful in sort of practical decisions like, am I ever going to be successful without the technical knowledge in PM? There was a lot of people around me that were like, no, it'd be, it'd be absolutely fine. Um, who, who were providing a mentoring capacity, but it wasn't really a formalized relationship. It was more just a, a very sort of mutual, um, like we, we all got on a mutual connection um, from, from past projects. Awesome. Yeah, really great tips. I think for anyone, like not necessarily even for product managers or product marketing. So, Kind of going back to the transition, so now uh, there was this opportunity at hand. Uh, how did you go about transitioning? So what was your plan to do the transition? And how do you yeah. go about this, uh, this gap that you felt you had about the technical skills? Yeah, so, um, so I had to go through an interview process for it, which actually um, was really beneficial because the interview process meta is is a very uh, comprehensive interview process and so even preparing for the interviews sort of gives you or gave me a, a real sense of what was expected from the role so that that was really useful I then um, 
I I decided and I think the people are different but for me I felt I wanted to go into an area where I understood the product that I was going to be working on and this is why I moved from product marketing on workplace the product to product management on workplace and so I felt that although I was changing function at least I had a really good connect, uh, set of relationships the people that I worked with and I understood how the product worked um, mm. because I had been in product marketing on it for such a long time um, I also I shared my concerns a lot with the hiring manager um, and was quite upfront of like I have like I have a set of skills which comes from my business backgrounds like I'm good mm. with commercial understanding I'm really good with customers I understand how to uh, communicate to customers and take complex complex problems or topics and then explain explain that to a customer I'm lacking on the technical side and so the hiring manager made sure that I was partnered with an engineering manager who was who had a, a good technical capability but was also very willing to partner with a PM that didn't have it and so my first uh, relationship that I had with the engineering manager was really, really constructive. Like he really took the time to walk me through engineering concepts, sort of help uh, manage my concerns where I felt like I, I didn't know enough to sort of be like, no, this is literally the only depth you need to understand and sort of abstracted a lot. And I think I, we worked together for about 18 months and I think um, we had a really strong EMPM relationship. And I think that's given me really the confidence to sort of let go of this concern that I don't have a technical background um I think he also um it also gave me a because he was very technical gave me a good opportunity to really demonstrate my skill set more on the commercial side um mm. and and working more, more closely with product marketing nice yeah all right if I did still what we discussed so far so it seems like in terms of transition uh there are a couple of things that worked for you so the first one is just having the uh, the opportunities that would highlight your unique strengths and would allow you to uh, to work on the gaps. Uh, the second one is having the right support network, uh, both in the form of your mentors and sponsors and the hiring manager, but also in, in terms of your colleagues and peers. Uh, and then also just being upfront about what you're trying to achieve and just uh, um, learning uh, as much as you can um, from uh, from from people around you, and I think there is the yeah. fourth one, which is about making this transition to the products that you already know, uh, because it allows you to leverage what you already uh, learned about it. Yeah, totally. I think I think I landed in a role that was the best setup for me to be successful in it. With having made that transition, I think there are many other product management roles if I had landed in them I don't think I would have been very successful as a PM um, I think if I was in a space that was deeply technical with a product that I didn't know with an engineering manager that, that wasn't up for sort of helping to coach me through the process I think I wouldn't have been set up for success in the same way yeah makes sense so when you I think like when you were in the process of this transition you actually were a people manager in marketing right so yeah. did you ever have any fears that this transition would kind of set you back and may, might be a, a step back in your career? Yeah, 100%. So I have been a people manager, I think, for about three and a half years at that point when I decided to switch into product management. And um, the, the deal was that I, when I moved across, I couldn't continue being a people manager. I had to move down to being an individual contributor. 
um, which initially I I felt like, you know, I've worked really hard to get into people management. There aren't that many people management opportunities um, at Meta. And so I felt like I was giving up quite a lot to make the transition. I took some advice um, f- from a mentor uh, beforehand and that their view was like, if you really feel that, if you feel like you've sort of reached the end of the road with product marketing, I'd been doing the function for over 10 years at that point. Their view was like, they, there's no point continuing down a path that you're not happy with. Their, mm-hmm. their view is you should really bite the bullet and go and switch and get onto the right path that's right for you in the long term. And in the scheme of careers, like careers are multi-decade, like taking a, having, uh, going from being a manager to being an individual contributor will probably only be for a period of time and there probably will be a, a route back to being a people manager if that's decide if you decide that's what you want to do. So um so yeah I did. I, I was a ended up being an individual contributor for, for about nine months. And interestingly, firstly I really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was great <laughs> going back to being uh, to being working on my own. Um it was it was also from a product management point of view, like having changed functions I think if I had gone straight into being a manager, I really don't think I would have been very effective at all. Mm-hmm. I think uh, going into a function where you have no personal experience of how to get the job done, I think makes it very difficult, can make it very difficult to then manage people effectively. Um, I think that period of time in, I think really at the time and, and in hindsight, I almost wish it had been longer. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would have liked to have, I, I really would have valued, I think, maybe having like two years as an individual contributor before converting back to being a manager again. Mm. Um, I now manage um, I now manage a team, um, and I I don't feel like it. Um, I don't feel like not having been a PM right from the start necessarily now is slowing me down, but I do find that I generally gravitate again much more to the product strategy side, and mm. a much less. Uh, have much less sort of just an innate understanding of really what it takes to be a date in a day-to-day PM function and working with a team. So again, I think um, the the team I work with, I rely heavily on their perspective on what's that on what that's like, and then have to sort of problem solve with them when when they run into issues. And and it's very much a collaborative process rather than me saying I've been there, I've done it. I would advise you to do this. So it's just a different management style, I think, compared to what I had in, in product marketing, where I had done, I've been an, an individual contributor in product marketing for, for years. And um, so I understood the role very well. Makes sense. No, I think like as a people manager uh, in your position, you have actually those strengths of bringing a new perspective. Uh, yeah. And I think that's really um, kind of a new angle that you can provide to, to the teams that you're working with. Yeah. So uh, actually, yeah. that's one that's other thing that I wanted to ask you about, um, because you are now managing product managers who might have more years of experience in product management than you do. Uh, how do you approach these relationships? Like, what kind of advice would yeah. you give to managers in a similar situation? So they definitely, I think my entire team has a, a, a years and years more experience than I do in product management. I think... Um, I think to the point you just made, I think um, there is definitely a very specific skill set to being a manager. And I think that does transfer. Like I am using the same management skill sets that I used in product marketing in my function, I th- in, in the function of product management. I think that the, the difference is in domain knowledge. And so where you have a PM that is saying like, how do I, 
how do I resolve this problem? Or we have this specific product issue or we have this process because it's quite obviously a large company. We have lots of processes and how we get things done. Like I've never personally done them. And so um, the, the I think my team are very understanding about it. It doesn't seem to come, maybe we should ask my team. I don't think it comes up as an issue uh, very often. The The way that I have dealt with it in the past when it's come up is to get the advice of another manager who's been a PM for a long time or for their whole career or another senior PM to say that, what would you advise in this situation? And there's generally lots of people on hand who can provide advice. So I think it's really about, I think as a manager, your role is to get your team unblocked as quickly as possible and to make sure that they have momentum and they can keep moving. The fastest way would be is if I could do that myself. If I can't, there's lots of people around who can also help me do that. So um, it's a, it was a factor, I think, when I first converted back into being a manager in product management. But now I don't really think about it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, just in general, thinking about transitions, do you feel that it's easier to transition when you are in junior roles or in senior roles like you were? So it's a really interesting question. I think it might depend on the company and the role area that or the product area that you're going into. For me, I think if I think there's pros and cons to both, I think um, what do I think is easier? I think it's probably the same. I think it's really a case of if you're chain if you're making a big career transition, there's going to be attacks in doing that where you're going to have to spend probably a couple of years upskilling into that new function. And I think it's when do you want to take? When do you want to when do you want to pay that tax? I think if you're mm. doing the transition. <laughs> um, I think the benefit, so I did it, I guess, very much at a midpoint in my career. I think that the benefit of me doing that was that I ended up being able to get back into people management quite quickly. I think if I had done it maybe just before I became a people manager in product marketing, I think probably the road to people management would have taken a longer length of time. Um, because I wouldn't have had the opportunity to develop, have developed those management skill sets. But then people management, depending on the company, isn't isn't the only route. Like I think mm-hmm. being a really strong individual uh, contributor is is fantastic. And I think like particularly at Meta, there's lots of people that have have built amazing careers um, going down that path. I I think it's I think it's a consideration. I think it's gonna there's gonna be a learning curve, and there should be a learning curve. Like you should learn a function that you're going into and and take the time to learn it properly rather than kind of rushing back into career growth. And I, I think trying to take the view that careers are a long time and to what the advice that I was given, like getting on the right path is is the main thing. Um, and so mm-hmm. I think if you know that you want to move, I would say probably the right advice is to not wait. Like I think if you know that the function you're in isn't the right function for you and you think maybe product management or another function is, I would say probably move sooner rather than later to go and get that experience. Makes sense. Yeah, I think like what you what you shared resonates 100% with me. Uh, but I also feel like to your point at the beginning, careers are becoming so much longer. So essentially yeah. now, if, even if you spend like 10 years in one profession, uh, you can always switch. Uh, and yeah. in this case, you will have the, you know, the unique strengths from both, uh, which is really yeah. beneficial in many ways. Uh, so I think now as a PM lead who had such, such an impressive experience with product marketing, you have so many um, unique skills uh, and uh, strengths that uh, no other product management lead would have. 
totally and I really I think it's a really good um sort of mantra for career building I think of um exactly that I think of picking up different experiences um from different functions or different product areas or different companies and amalgamating them together is what makes you unique and and makes your perspective unique and makes you build from a product management perspective really great products and it's certainly been the combination for me of having had over 10 years in product marketing and then now moved into product management when I'm talking um, with my manager about like what roles are right for me it's that skill set mix that is my uniqueness and that's what ultimately has led me to get the role that I'm in now is is really my commercial understanding and and being able to work with customers is what led led to this opportunity so yeah I I think um, it also I think follows people's interests like I think if following what you really care about and what's going to get you out of bed in the morning I think it's much better than kind of hanging Mm -hmm. onto a career path for a long period of time that you're not happy in yeah for sure Uh, I think um, yeah just uh, um, in terms of your transition to people leadership again in product management function what kind of skills or learnings from your um, people leadership experience in product marketing helped you to make this um, to make this progression really quickly. So I think like when yeah. you, after you became a product manager, you transitioned to to be a PM lead, I think in a year, year and a half, yeah. something like that. Oh, just under a year, yeah. Yeah, so essentially uh, this was really quick, especially in such a such a big company as Meta. Uh, so what enables this transition? So you touched on some yeah. of the transferable skills. So maybe you could just expand on what kind of skills uh, you kind of kept. Yeah. Uh, and maybe there were some learnings as well that I think there were probably three so I think the first one is in my product marketing role I had reached a relatively senior position and was involved quite a lot in senior conversations and and like strategy formulation efforts and I think that that um, gave me a set of soft skills of of really basic things that I think actually really make a difference so things like being able to like clearly articulate a point in a meeting being able to write clear documents being able to ask probing questions knowing um how to show up when you're working with a a team in sort of a team review um knowing uh like how, how to work with senior leaders who have very different perspectives or have a different set of goals like I think sort of the, the like um working with other senior leaders set of soft skills was very transferable um and was a, a definite um help for me I think the second thing more focused on the team was it, and I think this is typical of product marketing everywhere there are so many priorities that are coming in because you're kind of sort of sandwiched between uh, all the tech teams and then all the the outbound marketing teams often and so I felt very adept at being able to work with my team on this this is what your set of priorities are and this is how we're going to we're going to push back on certain stakeholders this is where we're going to really say this is what we're investing in over over this next period of time and so I think having that strong um, like ability to prioritize and help your team prioritize as a manager transfers directly from uh, PM, PMM to, to PM management. Um, I think the last one is the network, I think, is, is important. And I think maybe this is more unique to my situation because I, um, because I stayed in the same product area. But I had a strong network with other people managers um, from when I was a people manager before. And that transferred directly into PM. So my ability to go and negotiate with other teams, get things done, 
particularly oddly on the marketing side, like I, I had worked so closely with other marketing managers where I needed to go and negotiate on behalf of my team. I already had those existing relationships. That was all there. Whereas I think, I think if you're starting from scratch as a people manager, you have to learn all like learn like how to show up in in sort of executive conversations and reviews. I think you've got to learn all the the basics of team management that go beyond prioritization into all the day to day people management pieces. And I think you've also got to build a good management network. And I think those things were were all in place for me and just transferred over. And so the, the it meant that my gap of not having had a full career in product management was my focus. And how I address that as a people manager and not not the more traditional management skills. Makes sense. Yeah, I feel like all those three areas are so important for people leaders uh, and combined with the um, background on the commercial side you have are amazing for like, progression in, in leadership in general, in tech leadership, I mean. Uh, so guys, we'll transition into Q&A in a couple of minutes. Uh, so please share your questions in the comments. Uh, so anything you'd like to ask about product marketing, product management, uh, people leadership, and the future of those areas, uh, we'll, be, we'll be more than welcome to hear your questions. Uh, but just to kind of close the discussion on product management versus product marketing, like working in those two functions and also working with those two functions, what what do you wish um, each one of them would learn from one another? Like just thinking about yeah. the ideal collaboration between a product manager and product marketeer, uh, what skill or behavior uh, do you wish product managers would have uh, from your perspective as a marketeer? And similarly, what do you wish uh, product marketeers would have from a product management perspective? I think from a skill side, I think the, I, I think in product marketing, Product marketers do such a good job of being structured at the early part of product development. So I think the like really foundational um, perspective of who's the target customer, what problems do they have, what problem are we solving, um, what's the value proposition, what are the like benefits that is going to come as a result of, of producing a solution. Like that, that structured framing, I think PMM is so good at it. And I think in product management, that is so often missed. And so often, so often, I think we go straight into the solution or like the technical capabilities and looking at sort of different constraints and, and, and then looking at what like product goals are there. And I think having that commercial framing up front or the business framing up front, I think creates a very pointed uh, product proposition that I think is likely to be more successful. So I wish I would saw that more in, in product management. I think in product management, I think um, from my experience, product managers are very good at making good decisions. That being taking on a wide set of perspectives, being able to really assess like what, what is trying, what, what the product is trying to achieve or what the team is trying to achieve and then make a former decision that's a, a sort of solid decision based on, on all those perspectives and inputs, and then very quickly uh, have in place a framework to assess whether that decision was the right decision or the wrong decision. So being able to say, like, are we actually moving a metric in the right, di in the right direction? Are we selling the products in the way that we thought we would, or are we not? And then being able to adjust quickly. I think that the, um, often I think, uh, PMM uh, 
gather lots of insights from different sources and then struggle to really form a clear recommendation. And I think being able to learn from some of that decision making to say, no, we've taken all these insights, we have a strong product recommendation and to present that strongly to the product manager, I think would be a skill set that would make PMMs more effective in, in their role. So those would be the, the flip skills, if I could say. Nice. Amazing. So we have some great questions coming in. Uh, so I really like this one from Daniel. Uh, from the PM perspective, could you tell how to build strong collaboration between product and marketing, especially if you are the first PMM in the company? Are there any frameworks yeah. or instruments? Sorry, it's a big question. Um, <laughs> I'll just read the question again. So relationship between product and marketing. Um, so the first PMM, so I've, I empathize with this. It's not quite the same because I was, I was um, the second PMM to join Workplace. And we had at the time like a very small marketing team and a product team that didn't really talk to each other at all. Um, and I was sort of stuck in the middle. I think that the, the first thing is product marketing needs to get a seat at the table in product decision making. And so for, for me, when I was in role at, at my, when I first started at Workplace, it was practically like I like literally went and sat next to PMs, uh, sat on the same bank of desks, um, and then asked to join meetings and tried to put in um, my product marketing perspectives in a more sort of producty sense. So, for like, I had obviously come from a business background before at Microsoft. We were very used to using lots of business frameworks, and I found that at in the team I was in at Meta, framing things where you're like, I have this framework that's like from this uh, theorist and um, I'm going to like explain sort of the academic way of doing this just never landed at all and so in the I quickly learned that that wasn't the right path to do this and so it then ended up sort of taking frameworks or uh, ways of working in product marketing trying to sort of somewhat abstract them and then land that with product I found that to be much more effective I found that the the real niche for PMM which is so unique to PMM is representing the voice of the customer and so being able to bring in deep customer insights into decision making and present them in a way that isn't we have one customer and they're very noisy and we're going to only talk about their viewpoint, but being very balanced in like this is a segment. We've done a set of research with these customers. This is the overall perspective that they have. And being able to put that forward um, in a very constructive, thoughtful way with product. I felt gained a lot of credibility um, and, and I think that that helped secure the, the seat at the table. I think with when you're trying to bring marketing in, I think that the um, like trying to connect how the, the product is going from you build something, you then ship it and understanding like that's in many products is just the start of a marketing funnel or a sales funnel that starts really helping product understand how that funnel works, how things that can be done on the product side can help improve it and get better outcomes for customers, I think is, is useful. And I think finally, the most important tactic is to get uh, product managers or anyone from product teams to go and sit in customer meetings and see firsthand the problems that customers have, see how sales are selling. Um, and to, so to try and uh, build more direct empathy um, bet between product to the marketing team. Awesome. A great question from Barbara. Uh, what was the difference in day-to-day -day tasks between IT uh, product managers and PMMs? 
yeah so um okay so in in pmm so i to think of some everyday tasks so when some everyday tasks would be uh let me think i'm trying to get this in a structured way uh everyday <laughs> tasks would be things like uh, we did loads of feature launches if i'm thinking about my workplace role so it'd be things like uh going into a product team meeting understanding a feature that was being developed from the pm would give me a rundown i would go off and sort of write a we used to call them master product documents it was sort of a, an overall document um that outlined um, it was kind of what I explained before, like who the target customer was, what the value proposition is, what the solution is, what the timeline was to launch it. I would go and form that document and then write, often um, write sort of baseline copy that would be used um, in that um, in the go-to-market process. So it would be then properly copy written, but it would be like the, the core uh, proposition that would be written. So that was very much on the go-to-market side. On the on PMM, the other aspect of it was around um, customer insights. So an example would be sitting in um, customer focus groups with um, research and trying to understand um, an answer to a set of questions that we had put forward that were relevant to a product team. So it would be a case of like, what are the right questions to ask? Who are the, which um, uh, respondents are we going to choose? sitting in the sessions with with research and then taking those insights with research and forming what we felt was the right product perspective um, f- uh, f- to then go back to the product team and say, we really think we should build in this direction. So there was a lot of that influencing role that was there. I, I think like the theme of product marketing for me was constant influencing. So always mm-hmm. very, a lot of uh, cross team working and a lot of influencing across other functions. I think in in PM, so my PM IC role was a bit of a strange one because it was very strategy based. So I've never mm-hmm. done a like sort of more traditional in team PM. Um, my my PM IC experience was um, I worked on a very large strategy project. So that was essentially working with uh, data science, uh, research, engineering, design, um, and we also have technical product managers at Meta working to form a position on how we felt we could grow an aspect of our product uh, forward and then um, articulating that really in in the core sense of a product strategy of like what's your vision what's your product vision what's your mission Uh, what goals are you trying to achieve over what time frame do you have objectives what are your success metrics and then getting down into what are the like big buckets of product work that you're looking at and then how do you then form that into a roadmap and then working with engineering to scope out that work. So it was it was on much more on the strategy formulation side. Um, it was a lot of um, like document writing, getting rounds of collaboration <laughs> back from people, lots of input, and then more document writing, and then uh, moving forward to, to getting things built, and then going through sort of product reviews, uh, working on with design on mocks um, to, to get the early start of the development work done. So more more producty outputs i would say whereas uh, pmm was more on the yeah customer insights understand work and then how do we develop the go-to-market strategy makes sense nice we have a question also from dimitro uh on what would you suggest to learn uh to a pmm who was working on retention side uh who would like to move to more more of a generalist pmm position so i guess how to move from a more specialized role uh, as a pmm to more the more of a generalist yeah, I think um, 
I'm assuming retention is like on our customer retention side. So maybe more on like a um, customer account growth or product retention growth. Um, I would I, I would say so we didn't we don't have this split at Meta, so I don't have a like a very specific answer. I think that the generalist skill, I think maybe more is on the how do you how do you identify external trends, whether that is from customer insights, competitors, um, or industry trends that are happening. How do you identify them? How do you then um, sort of go quite deep on that opportunity space and identify what you think is a market opportunity? How do you then bring that down to what I mentioned before of like target customer, um, what their needs are, what uh, what problems you're going to solve from a product side and sort of starting to go into that top level of um, product strategy, which I think spans both product marketing and P- PM. In my view, like the generalist PMM is very good at doing that and can whip that whip a sort of example of that together like in very very fast. They can they can do a, a um, have a very sort of intuitive response to, to doing that kind of work. And then I think on on the more um, sort of traditional generalist side, being strong in value proposition development, understanding how you have different value propositions for different segments. Um, being able to get into uh, the sort of the basics of writing comms that can then be handed off to marketing or PR, I feel like that is also a skill set that that most generalist PMs or PMM, sorry, would be would be very strong at. So I think it's bridging both. So bridging having a good skill set on the uh, market understanding and insight side, and then bridging that across to how you're then taking the product to market. Yeah. Awesome. So just to, um, I think it, it would be a nice uh, last question of, uh, of the night. Uh, so Alexei asked about a specific book, uh, which is called Loft, How Do You Think Product Marketing for Tech Products? Uh, so I'm not sure if you read it, but I will ask you about uh, one book or resource you would recommend for product managers and one book or resource you would recommend for product marketeers. So it might be something yeah. that helped you in your career growth or in your understanding of the profession so anything at all so um I think actually the books can be used across both so I would say like the one book that's actually been really helpful for me across both functions has been it's quite an old book I think called Crossing the Chasm Mm -hmm. which talks about how to um how to enter a market in a structured way where you come up with a very tailored proposition for a certain segment and then you expand your proposition um, to more segments over time I think that's got a, a great structure I used it a lot in PMM I also use it a lot now the other book that I think is a really good reading for um, for PM is Lean Startup I think mm. that gives like a, a just a very a strong structure of, of product strategy and I'm sure from the understand side of PMM that I mentioned it's also relevant there so those would be my two top reads and I haven't read Loved sadly but maybe I should yeah, it seems like Alex is recommending it for better understanding the PM-PM relationship. So thank you, Alexei. We now have one book to add to a reading list. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thank you so, so much, Lara, for sharing so many insights with us. I'm super excited about your journey, and I'm sure that you have more impressive achievements ahead of you. Uh, thank you, folks, for watching. Uh, if you would like to get a recording of this video, just uh, 
share any insight from this interview that stood out to you in the comments. We will appreciate this in any case, like even if you don't want the recording, because it helps us better understand uh, what you learned and how to create uh, even better experience for you in further interviews. Cool. Thank you so much, thank you so much for, for having joining me. us this evening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and have an amazing evening. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.